Hey, Doug Smith. What's shaky, man? How are things up in uh, Florence, South Carolina? Tom, man, I tell you what, it's been so long <laughs> since we've talked. Uh, things are going great. Uh, I've got me a nice good. cool glass of water here on this good. beautiful balmy. I think That's it's good. like 30 degrees outside. It's crazy. It is. We're going with sweet tea today. With my uh, sweet cool tea. Kentucky Gotta Derby. love some sweet tea. My Kentucky Derby. You know, would you would you know the story behind the last last visit when I was uh, the last time I was employed? So, Doug, one of the uh, things that I am so excited to do today is to introduce you to a friend of mine, Liz Russell. And uh, Liz, please allow me to introduce you to Doug, the food guy. Hi, Doug. Hey, Thank you so much for having me here. Hey, Liz. It's so good to meet you finally. I've heard so much about you. Well, okay. So in regards to what we're all drinking, as a mom of a toddler, I get to have a hot cup of coffee. All right. This is what I got before this. <laughs> I tell you, you you're, you're going to learn this really quick. That's the envy. I'm looking forward to a hot cup of coffee right now. I can drink that all day long. It's amazing, but it's what we feed on, right? Oh, yeah. Especially, uh, I guarantee with a toddler. So, Liz, I know that I have the benefit of knowing you. You know that I'm fond of your work, and I'm fond of the work you've done with Ariane and all of your team. But could, would you mind taking just a couple of minutes rather than me asking you questions? Give me a little bit of a backstory. Introduce yourself uh, so that Doug and I and the, and the audience will know who you are. Yeah, so I've um, been working with school nutrition programs for over 10 years. Um, I was in software. Um, and I was always the, the marketing manager, marketing director for software companies, um, but point of sale systems, not exactly very fun or flashy uh, or a whole lot. So um, I saw a need after I was teaching classes at School Nutrition Association conferences for years, and I saw this. It was funny. SNA was asking me to teach classes on marketing to school nutrition professionals, and I was like, I'm there to help them, but then it didn't take long to realize they they're not marketers. They have enough on their plate. They don't have time to also be marketers, even though they have, like they need to be right. Uh, they have to market their programs. So I was at, and it was funny. I did a trip to Idaho from Wilmington, North Carolina to Idaho and back in less than 48 hours to teach one class. <laughs> and, um, and a lady came up to me and was like, so do you do this for districts? And it was just one of the many times, but that one sealed the deal. I was like, I've got to do this. So I took the leap into entrepreneurship and we now, um, we officially, officially started the company January, 2020, which was a great time to start a company. And, um, but we were, um, after, you know, slow growth first year, but, um, just making those connections in the industry. Absolutely love this industry. It's all we serve is school nutrition. And in light of like how to introduce yourselves without giving the canned answer, what I show I, this being a podcast, I can't show the picture, but whenever I teach classes, I show a picture of our first client, Cindy Jacobs from Lawrence 56 in Clinton, South Carolina. She was our first client. And when I drove through with my daughter, who was then six months old, um, to, to, I was driving to Asheville, North Carolina, and um, it was summer meal service. I happened to hit her on the day that they do service. I stopped by and my daughter got her first school meal in a meal bag uh, from Cindy Jacobs because, hey, six months, she was starting solids. She qualified. <laughs> and so she got her first school meal from Cindy Jacobs, who's been just the biggest supporter of sea level ever. So we're so appreciative of her. So like, that's what I always show is like, it's all, it's everything wrapped into one. We love marketing. We love school nutrition. And ever since I became a mom, I just have a huge appreciation for what they do. So we just try to tell their stories because as my friend Kern Hall says, you know, parents aren't back there in the cafeteria to see. So if we, they don't tell the story, who's going to. 
today it is so different it's so transformed it's they're cooking in the back of the house like they used to do when we grew up and they're using local farmers and they're you i mean it's, yeah. it's amazing what's being done in the local uh school systems today and we want healthy food we want local we want things that are nutritious for our kids and there was a time when we didn't get that but fortunately we do get that now yeah no i mean it's that's that's one of the many reasons they have to market their program is because some people stories like that they they stick with them but they're not like you in the industry where they know things have changed right they still have this like oh well back when i saw this meal it was awful and it sticks with them and we have to like change that perception so that's one of the many reasons <laughs> life is about stories I immediately when you said that i came back to i was in a local store here in town and uh saw a, a guy that was obviously a chef and he, i noticed the name on his shirt and i was like man, I really appreciate what you've done for our local school system because I know what you've done and I've seen it. I've seen the difference you've made. And the guy looked at me, I, I'm, I'm telling you, he teared up. He said, I needed that. He said, I've just been berated by the district, by employees, by you know parents. They just don't know what we go through to put good food on the table for their kids. And he said, right. it's so refreshing to know that somebody re recognizes the amount of trouble we go through. And I, I, I tell you, it's not easy. I mean, if you're working in a restaurant, you're doing a, a diner or a seafood restaurant, you kind of got your niche. But when you're working in a school, you've got breakfast, lunch. I can't imagine how much trouble these guys go through just to create what they get. But uh, today is so much different than it was even five, six years ago. Yeah. They're it, dealing with parents on social media. It's, it takes everything in me to not go, why don't you come sit, sit with the director or the menu planner and try to find a menu that is within budget meets the menu requirements and kids are going to eat go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Liz, that is a, a funny, uh, and part of the understanding of, of having the awareness of what a school nutrition uh, specialist does, what people actually do feeding the kids is uh, it is unless you have been back there like you have. And of course, Doug has that you really have no idea. And, and I don't remember the first time I heard you speak, but I know one of the, the thoughts about that is trying to bring awareness to actually what's going on, that the parent can have a uh, not necessarily just to say, but that sort of a question where they say, well, you know, what are you feeding my kids? You say, well, you know, let's have a look at the menu and you have $2.11 to put all of that that you want on there and your time around the school that have you seen any big changes in the nutrition side of it? So the question <laughs> really is in your uh, time around it, have you seen differences that have come about in the nutrition side of it based on the influence that you that you with sea level social have been able to help districts find. So we don't end up getting too in the weeds with the menus with our clients. We're promoting the menus and we're more educating their audiences about the menus. So a good example is um, 
we actually do this if content's a little low and there's there's not a lot going on and we're trying to drum up some you know good content for them but educational i always say if you're educating or entertaining posted on social media is we did like a this or that we'll do sometimes this or that vote what's your favorite and we pick like two kinds of breakfast cereals or something which one's your favorite little things like that which the the clients love because they can see like kids vote or parents vote of what they like but it, it was now I'm not gonna get in trouble with any vendors here. <laughs> it was Cool Tropic Slush uh, versus um, Capri Sun Slush. Two, you know, they both are served at the district. It was just something to get people out there. And on Cool Tropic Slush, it says 100% juice, kind of small. On Capri Sun, it takes up like the whole top of it says 100% fruit juice. And a parent commented and was like. I vote for Capri Sun because it's 100% juice. Well, so is Cool Tropic Slush. She just didn't see it. It's just on the branding, it wasn't quite there. So I was like, oh, thank you for your vote. Did you know that it's 100% fruit or vegetable juice? And she's like, no, I didn't know that. Thank you so much. So sometimes it's more educating them on what the menu is and why it is. We have one client right now who's going, um, she's always been a nut-free school and they're in, they're going to introduce sealed um pb and j's with peanut butter so she's like all right we need to get ahead of this so that parents don't freak out you know so it's more along the lines of that because uh we have we don't have that that kind of relationship so much with our clients but if there's something that they're like hey you know our breakfast participation is really low what's going on let's do a push on that we're more on that end of it thank you for clarifying that liz that was a, a terrific <laughs> answer do you work outside of child nutrition with any clients? Or are you strictly a child nutrition now? Strictly child nutrition. We do have some people that ask, but our infrastructure is built for school nutrition. We speak school nutrition all day. We've had a couple of clients that weren't school nutrition. It really just for us mentally separating and, you know, having that product knowledge you know, we love that we're all in this space. And as far as training and we want to, we want to create paid internships. We currently have six paid interns, all UNCW students. And so it's easier to just, even for training purposes, to just have them, Hey, this is who you service. We do have one school district in South Carolina that we do some work with. No, that's, that's all we care about. And that's how we want it to be quite honestly. Um, that's it, it's that's you know I've, I've had I've had a lot of uh, advice over the couple last couple of years, but I I'm I'm focusing there and and we're currently the only to my knowledge the only ones that really do what we do for school nutrition and competition is a good thing you know uh, if we you know I'm sure one day it's going to get there um, but for right now we we you know thankfully do kind of own the space a little bit but that's like a it's been interesting starting a company with the service that didn't exist before. Because we're, you know, trying to show that it is, it is an investment, not an expense, you know? So that's been interesting. That's <clears throat> exciting because entrepreneur, you're plowing a field that, you know, nobody's plowed before. And those are exciting things. And I, and I can see how the need is there and you've recognized the need and the story needs to be told. The school districts need to tell their story because unfortunately the last eight or 10 years have been um, a little bit sideways and now they're stepping up their game. They need to let people know. Yeah. You're there to help them. We hear that pretty often. Um, you know, there are some districts that are amazing at marketing their program. And I have people that have come to me and said, look, 
I'm doing the same thing these other districts are doing, but nobody knows it. Okay, let's start telling our story on social media. It's, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I, I don't, they, you know, they don't want, they're all, they're all doing it in their own unique way. So we're just, and, and what we do, especially in, for our clients in the Carolinas, um, because that's where we're based, we go and visit them. We do an on-site, we call it a media day, and we go visit every single cafeteria and take some pictures and get them excited. And it's funny, uh, Connie Cunningham, who's now at um, Ab in Abbeville, or she's now in Edgefield. She was in Abbeville, South Carolina. We got in the car after, in between visits, and she said, you know, the only people that come see them is the health department, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. She's like, they're just excited to have a visitor that's there to tell their story and to pat them on the back. And every time I leave every cafeteria, I'm like, I appreciate you ladies or the you gentlemen, your food dudes, you know, I'm like we appreciate y'all. So she, when she said that, it was just like, just made me feel great Liz, um, to be able what, to do I that. A, I took a deep <laughs> breath when you said that, because I get it. I mean, <laughs> nobody comes in the back door except for the guy who wants to sell them something and yeah. who wants to write them up for doing something wrong. <laughs> and here yep. you are trying to help them. So yeah. I, I know that was a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I get to, I get the fun part of the job. <laughs> so you're see so you're working with social media platforms. Uh, do you have a do you have a favorite platform? Somebody put it this the this the best way at a social media conference I went to and they said Facebook doesn't want you to get on Facebook and only talk about yourself. Instagram doesn't want you just posting about yourself and that's it. They want you liking and commenting and engaging and being on the platform and being active. So for TikTok, unless you're willing to make videos frequently, post frequently and be active on it, your videos aren't going to be seen because they're back there in the background and they're going to they're going to, they tank your numbers. It's an algorithm that's constantly yeah. changing. So unless you're willing to put the time into it, and especially for TikTok, think about what goes viral there. It's humor. It's, it's humorous stuff. It's, you know, so unless you're willing to post frequently and be a little silly, TikTok's just not your platform. And I have to say that I know that's not the answer to your question, but I just had to get that out there. Cause I know you're like anybody that knows TikTok is like, I hope she says that I'm not. And it's, it's just, it's just not a good fit for everyone. Um, but I'm Facebook so glad you said that, <laughs> you know, my daughter who is 23, 24 years old, I'm sorry for not knowing exactly, but she knows, <laughs> uh, you know, TikTok is very, very important because they sit there and do this all, right. all the time. But for me, I, I I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not really but, sure, but Facebook you know, we're all over Facebook and I'm all over Instagram, but Insta I mean, TikTok is like that, that third little wheel. You're not really right. sure what to do with. But so ask your 23 year old daughter, she's just, you know, just out of college age or whatever. Would you follow your cafeteria ladies on TikTok? Probably unless they're not. doing, unless they're doing funny videos or dances. No, they're, she's not going to follow them. So you just got to commit to it. If you're going to do it, do it like just, uh, you know, so um, that's my little my, get in on my soapbox about because <laughs> I saw I, SNA sent an email and it was like TikTok goes viral. And I was like, oh, this is going to cause some emails for me. <laughs> but that's OK. But the bigger question is what's going on with um, uh, Twitter? I mean, Twitter, Twitter has still been... a big deal. For us, um, and I don't I haven't been keeping up with all the politics of Twitter, but no, for, us, about that, for our clients. 
I will say Twitter seems to be a very regional thing. Our Ohio clients, Twitter's big. Parents, they go in there for information. So for for Ohio, we have to pay attention to Twitter. Um, for some clients, it's like, it's just not a big thing. Here in Wilmington, it's not a big thing, but we still post the information out there to get like local news involved, mostly. Our family and group, are, we're very involved with TikTok. And it is a uh, it is it is a platform that we enjoy. We have the 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 education and entertainment statement that you made is very true because the TikTok the TikTok is <laughs> built on the is, is built on the interest graph. And before uh, we talked, I went through Facebook, I went through Instagram, I went through, uh, but I also went through TikTok and I typed in some things about school SNA. Most of the TikTok was people either being surprised at what actually was on the meal, like when it was a mom, what actually was the kids were being served, or they were saying how how much they liked it. It was kind of one of, it was either picking on it, like wonder what, you know, right. wonder what farm animal this came from. <laughs> so that's, uh, so the kind of the idea that I wanted to, to go for from a marketing standpoint with your platform of choice is how, because your audience is so niched down, niched, whatever, fancy French way you want to say it, your, your audience is truly professionals in the school nutrition world. And they're only going to be people that have kids likely in school. Are you finding that the platforms that you're putting your business out there with your clients are the same platforms that the, the kids are on, that the parents are on, that the other professionals are on? Are you talking about for posting for C-level social or posting for nutrition programs? I, I was really kind of thinking more on posting for the for the actual district districts yeah uh, than, um, than you were than necessarily for because because your no, audience, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah your audience is, is different than right. than their audience yeah so again the kids are just unless we're ready to be silly and funny the kids just aren't really following the child nutrition pages however I will you know we we post the menu twice a week um, because they come for the information, right? We're educating them. So we do post the menu and they're more so on Instagram. Um, it was funny, a parent just commented the other day that she said she screenshots the menu we post every week. She says, I screenshot this every week and send it to my, and text it to my daughter. I'm like, my goodness. So her daughter's not on Facebook, obviously, or maybe not, maybe just not even on Instagram. Yeah. So we're mostly talking to the parents. Um, and, and we do, I will say if you're for marketing, I mean, just not even marketing school nutrition, but marketing in general, you can't, you really can't repeat yourself enough. So when it comes time for things like when all of a sudden we needed free and reduced applications again, because meals weren't free, we posted that weekly for like two months and then still post monthly reminders about it. Because um, as again, I heard at a social media conference, they said, you can't depend on your audience to hear everything or read or absorb everything you post. And think about how many times you see an ad before you purchase an item, before you convert. You see things multiple times. You need reminders. Even myself, like, I, you know, I scroll, I see stuff like, oh, I forgot I got to do that. So we love to post reminders. And I 
10 years ago, I would see that as spamming and bothering, wow. and, you know, being repetitive and, and maybe being lazy. Um, but not at all. It's it, you're, I always tell people it's like, you're, you're there for your audience. Um, you're making sure they don't miss it, an update. That's important. So do not be afraid to repeat yourself at all and say things differently. Like, you know, just tweak, you know, you, you can say the same thing. Like sometimes we'll take a campaign and we'll be like, all right, let's, pull this piece out. We'll say this, or we'll just say the same thing slightly tweaked because what resonates with me isn't going to, what's going to resonate with you. Um, so just keep it, keep it frequent. <laughs> well, Liz, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you're very analytic when you come to these uh, campaigns, you're looking at all the different aspects. Mm -hmm. How long do people look at or pay attention to your posts before they exit? Because that's one thing I almost say it hurts my feelings when I when I do a TikTok or I do a something live and you you only get 15 seconds of before they move on to the right. next thing. What what do you see in there? What what's the is there a magic pill for that? Well, Facebook will tell you there's like what is it like three second views? They really hurt your feelings with that because it's like here, these are the three second views you got. And that's just people scrolling. Um, those don't really hurt my feelings because I got in their newsfeed. I am okay with that, you know, um, and that's why we'll, you know, you still have your caption to try to capture things. So, but for videos, I always recommend, um, an, again, another tip I got social media marketing world. It's a great investment, <laughs> um, was when you do videos, you jump right into the solution, whatever they Googled to find you, whatever they're, they're, they're going to YouTube, they're searching something, you jump right into the solution. Don't waste time saying, hi, I'm Liz with C-Level Social. Don't even do that. Uh, you jump right into the I'm solution. Guilty. Okay, I'm guilty. <laughs> yeah. I, I need, I need nope. to work on that. Yep. So what I do, my little tip for that is either you jump straight into the solution and then you do a very quick intro and say, all right, I'm going to expand on that. Or you just don't ever introduce yourself and you splash your name and company across the bottom and your contact info is in the caption. Um, but you gotta, you've got to answer their question immediately. Um, I mean, I like a long and different videos are better on different platforms. So like a long form video, like four minutes or so that's better on YouTube. Um, shorter one, obviously on Instagram. So it depends on the platform. Liz, you mentioned a few minutes ago that in 2020, you, you've made a decision to start a company and to go an entrepreneur. And as a, uh, a young lady, a mom with a toddler, <laughs> For someone that's listening to, because you brought that up several times, and I, and I think sometimes we overlook that the conversations that that I am I am hoping will continue to 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 grow in our industry is about that very thing that we have other things to do rather than just be at work all the time, and that if we can have daughter or puppy or something in the room with us and be able to do that, and, and it just really struck me when you talked about. Uh, when you took Lil Bay up and Cindy Jacobs gave her, gave her some meal. That was so, <laughs> yeah. so sweet to think about because it, it will, you know, she may not remember it uh, always, but it's a great story that uh, would be evergreen for anyone. Just talk just a little bit about the experience of being um, a mom of a toddler, of taking this ridiculous jump that Doug and I also took and why in the world, I still don't remember Doug and I always laugh and say it must've been, you know, some sort of spirit 
uh, you know, uh, beer or spirit that made us do that. Tell us a little bit about the about where you came from. How did you choose as your two things that you love, which was media, marketing, and school nutrition? How did right. you cross those things? So um, a little bit of fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it. Um, so after doing all those classes at like a couple, at, um, I think I was slated to do like one at ANC, the School Nutrition Association's annual national conference, such a mouthful, um, in St. Louis, 2019. Um, I was, I think I was supposed to do one class. Someone canceled and I had the opportunity to do two more classes. Jen Louie called me and was like, Hey, can you fill in? It was like the week before ANC. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I did it. And those classes were so popular, so fun. I had, then I go to the um, horizon booth. I was with horizon software. And I had, I think that those days I had like seven state associations and the um, Patty Montague, the CEO of SNA came by and was like, thank you so much for what you did. And it was then that I realized I had, I had done the networking. I had gotten my name out there. I knew enough people um, and there was definitely a need here. And so it was, it was building what, eight, nine years of networking and meeting people. And then I felt comfortable enough to do it. So financially, I uh, sold insurance to offset my income for the next year. So I sold 500 insurance policies on the phone <laughs> in time. Oh, that's in that's six, a lot. Six weeks, six weeks to eight weeks. So I was like, all right, my, my income is covered for the next year. I mean, I just busted, busted tail. So then, um, so I would say it was making sure I had, I had those connections before were absolutely key. Then it was a business partner. Um, was so she was a um, Ariane is a, a branch. She and I I mentored her through a UNCW program, and she was in a job that she didn't love. And I was like, hey, I want to do this. Uh, she quit her corporate job with benefits two weeks before the world shut down. <laughs> um, but we, she's been like, all right, I'm doing this too. So we're we're in it together. Um, and so we both we pick, we pick up the slack. We, we tag team things easily. So having an amazing business partner and all of that, that networking um, definitely helped. I will say for as far as on the family side is I do still, I've, I per, this is my personal choice. It's definitely not for everyone. I know that um, is I work nights, weekends when my daughter naps so that I can be with her because likely she's going to be my only child. Um, and I, I'm like, I want to enjoy her before she starts school. When she starts school, I know I'll have a normal nine to five ish kind of back to normal life. But for right now, my life is anything but normal, <laughs> but it, I know it's worth it because sea level still, you know, again, having attracting that great talent. We just had our first uh, full-time hire. She just graduated with her MBA and she's filling in amazing gaps and getting our training, all of our internal processes smoother. So it's, it's attracting good talent. And then, you know, I know once once my daughter starts school, like I'll be, you know, she's already two. Um, I'll be much more in a healthy rhythm. Um, it's probably very unhealthy right now, but it's working. And I know it's temporary. If, so that's why it, why it works for me. I know that's not for everybody, um, but it's it's worth it in, in right now. <laughs> that's awesome. So you would so if someone were listening, Liz, that was a, a young lady in her maybe in her twenties. She's at UNC Wilmington. She's maybe at Auburn. 
I'm just trying to think of the places that we have. You know, maybe UGA, maybe she's a Gamecock. Anderson or, University. Anderson. I'm just throwing that out there. Anderson. My, my maybe daughter Duke. just graduated Anderson yeah. Friday, <laughs> so I'm so excited. Congratulations. Yay, Congratulations to her. So glad we're doing that. That was exciting. I completely forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I'm here to throw you off, Tom. I'm just all yeah. Yeah. It is A-OK. I, I have um, one of the challenges that I have presented my, my life with is – is stopping thinking about what I'm going to say and listening when the other person is talking. I know that sounds weird, but that's what I just did. And I completely <laughs> forgot what I was talking about, but I enjoyed, I had the opportunity to enjoy uh, and, and share Doug's joy on that. So that's a, yeah. that's a funny, a funny thing. I'm, uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm just one of those, uh, we, not weaknesses, but it's one of those kind of things, little transparency there that I try to, to uh, even though Doug knows I do talk a lot and Liz, you've been around, you know, I will, Go, I will go as long as I will go as long as anybody. But in this, I am always listening, as he said. Like I'm glad Were we're you not going to say advice for young prof female professionals or advice for entrepreneurs. I was thinking someone's, you know, so there's they're 22, 23, 24 years old, a young mm -hmm. lady in, in college, and just thinking, you know, what, what I think I have an opportunity to start a business. What would you say to them? So my first tip is um, a book. Can I recommend a book I've never read? <laughs> um, yes. so, as long so, okay. as you say that. <laughs> okay. Well, I've, I've read his other books and I 100%, I, 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 I borderline worship at this man's feet. He's an entrepreneur and a marketer. His name is Pat Flynn, based out of San Diego. He wrote, he, I've read his other books. I've, I know what I know about marketing is mostly from him. Why I love marketing is a lot is because of him, um, listening to his podcast. So his name is Pat Flynn and he wrote a specific book that actually did buy for Arianne when I mentored her and it's called, will it fly? And it's like a workbook that takes you through your idea and it helps you uncover things to think about and all before going through it and knowing everything about Pat Flynn. I know that book's amazing too. Um, so I, one thing, so I've mentored probably 15, 16 students at UNC Wilmington that are all business students, um, over the years. And I always tell them like, create your own opportunities. There are students that are like, oh, I want experience on social media, but I can't get an internship. And I'm like, okay, Go find a nonprofit that you're passionate about and ask them, hey, can I help you with your social media? It'll let me get my feet wet and learn a little bit. And I'll, if you have an event, I'll, I'll take pictures and I'll post on social media for you. You have to just create your own opportunities because no one's knocking on your door to say, hey, do you want this internship? <laughs> um, just get creative. I took a class at UNC Wilmington when I was there and it was negotiation. I wish I could go back and retake it because I think about it all the time. But he talked about... Um, the professor talked about putting every option on the table. Don't just look at this, this, the situation as black and white. These are my two options. Get creative with every possible solution, put them all on the table and then see what you can come up with. So create your opportunities. If you, you know, if you're into, you know, if photography is like a, a hobby of yours, again, like find a nonprofit, find a local business that could use an extra boost and say, I'll do this for free. I mean, just to get yourself the experience to put it on your portfolio. And then you've got that hustle. Um, you know, I'm not somebody that, that should be preaching on uh, work-life balance. So that's not where I, that's not my strength. I know that's not my strength. So I would, I, I would just say, you got to hustle a little bit. Um, and sometimes it's in, and I will say too, it's not 
the end product doesn't have to be perfect. It's that you showed the effort. So when you do go in for that job interview or your, you know, your internship or whatever you're looking for, it just shows that you at least tried. And there was one, um, Jake Mueller is a member of our team. He, when he interviewed for us, he gave us no choice, but to hire him because he was so prepared and went and did, he was like, I did this social media post. Uh, you know, I saw, I looked at your stuff and I thought this might be cool. What do you think of it? It's not anything we would have posted, but it was that he showed the effort. So just don't be afraid to get creative, put yourself out there. Nobody's going to judge you and, or think, oh, that that's not good. No, they're going to be like, kudos to you for trying. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, just don't be afraid. <laughs> if I can build on that just a little bit, my daughter who is way more like me than she probably should be. She took about 18 months off during COVID from college and she always wanted to have a food truck. So we came up with a way for her to have a food truck. She marketed it. She did the social media. She did the work. She hired people. And the funniest part of that is she had all these friends who wanted to help her. And one day, I mean, they, they like all showed up and was trying to make hot dogs and they wanted to do chili. And I sat down with her and I said, okay, let's do the math. You paid this one, this, 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 and this. Guess what? You didn't make any money. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness. Wow. I have to actually only have one employee, then I can make money. And right. seeing, I mean, it's just, that was one of those aha moments. And she did that for, you know, six, eight months. She ran a food truck. She made money. It actually made enough money to pay her way to Hawaii on a vacation. The social media education, the learning that money does not grow on trees was what? priceless. Wait a minute. <laughs> Doug, what are you talking about, man? You, you know, you have a money tree. I've seen, I've seen where you live. You know, you have a money tree right there. I'm Liz, don't let him pull you. I do have a money tree, but it takes a lot of work to get it to produce. <laughs> that is awesome. So Liz, you live by, so one of the fun things that uh, we get to talk about is food and that's something that buys us all together. So I'm going to go, I'm going to give you two questions here okay. that I think that, that Doug and I have gotten some crazy answers from. <laughs> so I'm going to start with uh, Doug's favorite. What is your favorite song? It's not about food. It can be about food, but I'm saying that's why the two questions of which is okay, song okay. and food. Being that it is December 23rd, I need to pick a Christmas song, right? Um, that's up to you. Right now, the Christmas song I've been playing on repeat is Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I know that song. You know that song? that song? That album's that's, great. That, that, that's so repeat. good. See, you know, I always go back to the Beatles and I'm thinking my guitar yeah. weeps, but you know what? I'm with you. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, I have to do Christmas. It's my. It's it's my. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a good one. So it's uh, so say the name of the uh, song again. Underneath the tree. Underneath the tree. Uh oh, this might be really. It's gonna be a good setup, huh? <laughs> it is. I like it. I like it. So okay. So uh, so as far what is your and then I've got a little subsection which will, which will really throw us off here. What is your favorite food? Favorite food, and I don't mean necessarily deathbed or death wish or the last year getting thrown off a cliff what are you going to eat um i'm going to eat like a parachute probably what i'm going to try for so tell what is your favorite food um uh, mexican food is what i could eat every single day so i'm just going to go with tacos because you could do anything with tacos 
Tacos yeah. are tacos are important to the world. So <laughs> speaking of speaking of things that could go into taco, this is where we get into trouble here. Uh-oh. It, it's uh is with barbecue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you live down on the coast and where you, know, you can't go there. We said no political conversation. Oh. My Sorry. hands are sweating, y'all. My hands are sweating. <laughs> I know it's, this is not this is not good because I know that mustard base is good, but can I go against my vinegar roots? I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. And you and you can say that you just love barbecue if you want to like get an out to say I just love all barbecue. Okay, so you said, uh, so North Carolina, so you got kind of the vinegar, pepper. Do you put slaw on stuff or do you not on your barbecue? you put slaw on your barbecue no, or no? I don't. We had Doug, Doug I, like, I like barbecue slaw, which I get up in like the Piedmont area yeah. of North Carolina, but yeah. I don't put slaw on my barbecue sandwiches. Never, I just didn't grow up that way. I don't put slaw on my hot dogs either. Whoa, that, I tell you I know. what, that's... That's crazy. See, I, told, I, told I love you. a good slaw, but I like it on the side. Me too. Uh, yeah. I want my, and you mentioned vinegar barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good vinegar barbecue sauce. You know, yeah. me, I live in the PD of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can have barbecue with vinegar. I can have barbecue with tomato. I can have barbecue with mustard all within 30 minutes of my house. Yeah. But vinegar is where I'm at. I, I love a can good I, vinegar yeah. sauce. I'm the same thing when I'm, I'm going to be down in Somerville next week. I'll get some messengers. So can I just say I'm like an equal opportunity barbecue person? Yes. <laughs> I like it all. Yes, uh, yes you, you can. You can certainly, certainly do that. That's, but uh, with the coleslaw on the side, I get it. I'm there. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I have, I have a theory about the coleslaw that maybe we'll talk about it another time, but it's a, uh, uh after, you know, sp- uh, thinking of the, um, uh, of that uh, vinegar and pepper stuff you gotta have some, gotta have some cool and some uh, crunchy in there for me so so well Liz I know that uh, we had allotted uh, you know an hour ish and I know we built in a little 30 minutes there because I want to make sure that when we talked about who you are we've already talked about who you are Liz we've uh, talked about what you do and what you've done to be into marketing with those two topics in mind meaning a subtopic of what you do and what you've done what is something you would love for people to know about Liz Rossell oh um it can be that you play the trumpet it could be that you uh are dating a major league baseball player okay uh, so were you no I'm not I, could, I know I reacted could. like I'm I, I know I reacted like you I did. Am, you jumped on, you jumped on that <laughs> so I will say I'm five MLB parks away from visiting all five M- or all MLB parks. No way. Really? The, I've been oh. to all spring training parks, unless they've been built in the last couple of years. I've been to um, Cooperstown twice. I've been to the little league world series. Um, so I just need to hit chi- both Chicago parks, um, Oakland, San Francisco, and um, Milwaukee. And I'm done. And then this past, um, so my treat to myself was um, this, it, uh, I wanted to go to a World Series game. And so I went, my friends actually live in Houston. I bought the plane ticket before they even clinched. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just very, a lot of, a lot of uh, faith in the Astros. So I got to go to game two of the World Series this year. So I'm wow. going to try to knock off, check off a couple bo- uh, boxes this, this summer. <laughs> that is so awesome. I, I tell you, I've yeah. been to the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Oh, 
It's a beautiful place. I, I've been I think I want it to be my last park, just with all the history. I think I want to wrap up at Wrigley. I think that would be wonderful. Go to Wrigley because you can get on the train. The L takes you right there, drops you off. Absolutely. Ben. Probably the best baseball park I've ever been to. Ah, it's a good one. You're going to like it. Liz, I am so glad I asked that question. That felt like a, that touched a nerve with you. So what was the trigger? What triggered you to think, you know, I'm going to go to a bunch of baseball parks. What, <laughs> tell me, what's the backstory behind that? I just always, um, I've always loved baseball. I have a um, really great picture back when kids would go to Sears and get their pictures taken every year. I have one of me and my cousins and we're all in Braves gear. I just grew up watching the Braves on TBS with my mom, like every night it was just on. Um, and so, um, I just, uh, started doing that. Um, the spring, spring training is fun because at least like with Arizona, you can pop around to all the parks. They're all very close, but you get to see the big leaguers in this really small, intimate setting. Um, so no, just always loved baseball and baseball's always been, not to get too emotional, but baseball's always been there for me when things are down. It's like, ugh, it's like a safe, it's like safe space of like, oh, nice. baseball's there for me. Nice. It's kind of like in fever pitch when the little kid says to Jimmy Fallon, like, you love the Red Sox, but have they ever loved you back or something like that? But uh, baseball's always loved me back. So it's always there for me. And um, it's just, I, I'm, I love it. So I'm looking forward to, to go into the rest of the parks. I know like, I think there's a couple new spring training fields down in Florida. I haven't been to yet. Um, but just from a weather perspective, it is nice to get in March can be still pretty cold in North Carolina. I like going down to spring break, pretend I'm like I'm on spring break with a bunch of college kids and <laughs> go to baseball games. <laughs> well, what's your favorite food at the baseball game? I just got to ask. That's a good one. I mean, yeah. You just can't go wrong with a hot dog. Um, just a hot dog and a beer. Um, uh, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. When we were in Chicago, we went to see the Cubs. I mean, the Vienna beef guy coming by throwing hot dogs and they were throwing beers. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. And then when yeah. Philadelphia is kind of the same thing, but they're throwing a different hot dog. They're throwing the hot, I think it's Hatfield hot dogs and you know, same beer. So yeah, <laughs> that's just a, a fun thing, you know? No, I love it. <laughs> so do you have a uh, I know you grew up with the Braves as did mm -hmm. I which there's a I, I actually yeah. had a, uh <laughs> it broke my heart when you said you bought the ticket to Houston I, I was like oh my god before they even won because obviously they're playing the Braves I did and uh it's, so uh, and the reason I, I, like, did... I, like the, I like that I like that you put it out there I I like no. that I will say the reason I did is because the one of my friends that's the only one that likes baseball as much or more than me lives in Houston. And she was like, and I, and we actually talked and we were like, we're going wherever it is, we're going to go. And she was just, she was like, oh, they're going to be in it. Just come on. I was like, what? Um, and then after I purchased the ticket the next day, I woke up and I was like, they didn't clinch yet. <laughs> Um, but she, uh, so she and I had already said, we're going wherever it is. I don't care. And I was kind of looking forward to it being like a new park that I hadn't been to or something. I don't think that would have worked, but, uh, um, but no, I actually went to, you'll love this, Tom. I went when I was working for horizon, it was like my second trip to Atlanta for horizon. I overheard this. I had not been to sun it's SunTrust park, right? I hadn't been there yet. And, um, I overheard someone say, I have an extra ticket to tonight's game. It's only one ticket. What am I going to do with it? 
And I was traveling by myself. I didn't know anybody yet. And I like poked my head over the cubicle. I was like, I'll take it. I went by myself to SunTrust Park. Um, and I, it was the end of the season. Um, it was their first year at SunTrust. And I, um, I basically, they have amazing standing room only spots around the park. So I like every inning just bounced around the park. Um, and so I could see a different view from it and it was end of season. So it was really empty. Um, so yeah, so I went to, and then the next day and people at work were like, you're going to do what? And the next day, I think the, the sales guys were like, you went to the baseball game by yourself. I was like, yes, I did. And I got to go to a new park because of it. <laughs> and you loved every minute of it. I can I tell. Was, I was happy. I had, I also, you know, had a couple of drinks around the park too. It was great. <laughs> Liz, as, as we finish up here, it has been so fun to talk to. Of course, I know you, but it's so mm -hmm. fun to talk to you in this setting. And so many times, Doug, and I'll, I'll say that when, when you're with me out someplace and we see Liz, normally you were going to have to wait a couple of minutes to get her attention because she's got like this, people are always around. And I'm not even kidding about that, but it's because she has developed a team. When I saw her team working the floor at the uh, show in Myrtle Beach at the SNA South Carolina show and and several times I tried to make my way over to say hey to Liz and uh, and she was always engaged with someone and I noticed something about her that I do want to compliment that is for a communicator is a difficult is to is to maintain attention to the person with whom you're speaking and and Liz is like that and I admire that I, I don't know if you know that about yourself but it's something I admired about you that you would you would stay focused on the person that you were talking to and and what i'd like to do now oh, is uh, i'd like to kind of kind of draw us up here and i want to give you the opportunity to really discuss something that's important to you or something that you feel is a uh, and it doesn't have to be that dramatic it's just if you we the baseball thing really hit something i'm that hit a home run i have to say doug i had to write that down about the <laughs> baseball that was a good one that um uh, something that's important to you, Joe, as you know, one of the things that in, when Joe and I met the first time, he talks about a, an organization that he did very well with early in his life that, that is called Because I Said I Would. And so uh, it's it's an organization that that he has a lot, still has a lot to do with. So is there anything like that? Liz, it has been amazing to meet you, meet you again today, meet you in this in this format. As we, and we've learned so much about you, about your marketing and about the things that you did to get into marketing and, and how your career has grown uh, to take you know, to start your own business. How can people find you on social? Would they look for Liz Russell or look for C-Level C Social? And uh, what is something that's important to you that you would want the people that are listening to the show to know about? So um, as far as how, how to find us, I'm uh, Liz Rosell. I'm on Facebook, very active on, on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Sea um, level Social, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Sea level Social. You'll see we're not on TikTok and Instagram because like I said earlier, go where you're willing to invest your time, right? And right now we're not investing our time there. Um, so we're on Facebook and Instagram at Sea level Social. As far as, again, I, it, I'm glad you're asking the question of like, especially being in December 23rd when we're recording this, um, you know, what's something that's, that's really important to me. And, and, you know, of course, I always want to say like school nutrition, shout out to the school nutrition foundation for making those, those uh, scholarships and all available to members. It's so important. Um, I will say when I look at where do I, where am I giving dollars? Where do I, who do I think of? Um, I'm going to have a unique kind of shout out and I hope that your listeners maybe will see if there's something like this in their community, but where I live, there is a pregnancy center that helps, um, 
single moms, moms that are kind of, that are, might be struggling financially. And it is um, there to help them with diapers, formula, with what they need, with counseling. Um, and it's just an amazing center in Wilmington. It's called Lifeline Pregnancy. I know there's probably some across the country um, and similar too. Um, but whenever I'm, you know, at the grocery store or something, I might grab some extra diapers. They're just so appreciative and such wonderful people that are just there for young moms when they need it. And, um, you know, it's an easy thing to kind of think about, uh, you know, if you see some formula on sale, of course, if the shortage is over, maybe grab some for a local, uh, organization, but, um, yeah, they're wonderful people there. <laughs> Doug, any last thoughts for Miss Liz before we, uh, wrap it up and open my Miller high life that's sitting right there? Well, uh, Liz, it's, it's been such a pleasure to meet with you today and learn a little bit about school nutrition, learn a bit, little bit about social media, and who knew about the baseball excitement? I mean, that, that to me, the face when you started talking about baseball was unbelievable. Anyway, I appreciate you being here and being a part of our podcast and look forward to learning more as time goes on. Hey, the next park I go to, I'll send you guys pictures. Please do. Go. <laughs> Enjoy a hot dog for me. How about that? I definitely will. I definitely will. And a beer for Tom with the high life. And hey, I finished a hot cup of coffee. So thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. All right, Liz. Thanks. Uh, cheers from Charleston. Cheers from thank Florence. You. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. All right. Now we're going to do a little something fun. We're going to do a TikTok. My daughter, who doesn't want to be seen on video. <laughs> So when it just graduated, we were talking congrats. about it. And congrats uh, on your food truck. I know it doesn't sound like you do it now, but that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do a TikTok and basically we're going to promote the show. Okay. So um, just let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. It's like, tic it's like TikTokception. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the Pizzeria and Enzo show with Tom. Me. That's me. And our guest today was Liz. Hi there. Join us and, oh, I'm sorry. All right, let's start over. Let's start over. You can keep Okay, looking. yeah. Uh, I was to say something. Okay. Well, look at me when you start and then we'll go back to okay. the camera. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you guys. And y'all have you. a Merry Christmas. I really appreciate y'all being here. Yeah, thanks Merry for the Christmas. opportunity. All right, Merry Christmas. Bye, Liz. Merry See Christmas. you, Doug. Yeah.